What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 244 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So you guys have heard me talk many times about uh, what I love about this whole strength game is that it so directly correlates with life and life's challenges um, that uh, I, I, I talk about it a lot because I, I notice it a lot and it is one of the things, as I mentioned, that I just love about this whole thing. So this past weekend was yet another great example. So we had our second annual Operation Change deadlifting event. Uh, this is an event that's open only to Iron Strength, Iron Legion Strength Company clients, and it's a deadlift competition. It's not um, uh, sanctioned or anything like that. It's just an amateur event, and all the proceeds, everything that we bring in, goes to Make a Wish uh, to help fund uh, a wish for a. Uh, family and children with severe illnesses. Uh, we've done this two years now. Last year was our first time. We had, uh, I believe, 30 competitors, and we raised $2,300. Uh, this year we had 34 competitors, I believe, was our final total. And we, I haven't fully tallied everything up because the donations are still coming in online, but we're definitely over $3,000 this year. So it was an awesome event. Um, we get lots of spectators, super enthusiastic, super supportive. It's just, uh, it's an amazing event. So basically, if you're not familiar with uh, a powerlifting meet or the way that a deadlifting meet would work, is each competitor has three attempts at um, a deadlift, single rep. So the goal is you're going to try to pull the heaviest weight you can for one. So you get three chances. Um, and typically you'll choose a weight for your first attempt that is pretty relatively easy for you to do. So let me give you some, some easy math. If it was if your maximum lift that you're gonna go for, your heaviest weight you think you could possibly do is gonna be a hundred pounds. You're gonna save that for your last third attempt. And so maybe you're gonna try 90 on your second attempt, but you're gonna try 80 on your first attempt, right? So if you're capable of doing a hundred, 80 should be pretty doable. So we pick a first attempt that's very doable, kind of help build confidence and get the jitters out. Your second attempt is going to be heavier, closer to your maximum attempt, and your third attempt will typically be your maximum attempt. And this is how most uh, powerlifting meets work. Uh, a full meet, you would do this with squat, bench, and deadlift. We, for our charity event, just use the deadlift. So... We had a lot of competitors this year who uh, are not competitive powerlifters. Well, let me back that up. The majority of our contestants are not competitive athletes. They are simply people who love lifting, people who like to deadlift. They might have been deadlifting for three months. They might have been deadlifting for three years. But this is just an opportunity for them to experience um, the thrill of competition and also to raise money for a good cause and do it in a very safe and supportive environment. Um, and, you know, not have to feel like they have to be at the level of uh, how strong people are at a sanctioned meet where they might feel intimidated by not being at that level yet. So a lot of our people have never done anything like this in front of other people. Uh, they've deadlifted in the gym. And if you're not familiar with our gym, it's a fairly small 
Uh, it's 3,500 square feet total, but it's broken up into smaller rooms. Uh, so you're never in a room with more than t probably 10 people at a time. It's very private. There's not a membership, so it's all training. So a lot of these people have been lifting weights with, under the supervision of their coach with some other clients around, but never in front of a group, not even like at a typical public membership gym with a lot of people around. So to now all of a sudden be up essentially center stage with over 100 people looking directly at you and only you and then having to go up and do this lift, uh, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of nerves, uh, a lot of excitement and uh, anxiety all kind of blended up and mixed into one and it's awesome. So one of our competitors this year was her first time doing this. And she approaches the bar, and I could see that she was nervous, but everybody's nervous, so that's nothing unusual. Um, as for all of us who coach these athletes, uh, it's nerve-wracking for us, right, because we want them to do well. So she heads out there and reaches down, grabs the bar, and the bar doesn't move. It just doesn't move. You, you would have thought that we maybe put the wrong weight on the bar. Um, it didn't seem like she could even possibly do it. So she kind of stood up discouraged, looked over. Her coach said, you got it, come on over, we'll get another try. So now the way that the, or the, the, way that the meet is organized, we had groups of 10 to 12. So you would, let's say I'm number one in my group. I go, then number two goes, then number three goes, and so on through the group. Then when we get back to the top of the order, much like, let's call it like baseball, I'm up again for my second attempt. Then number two goes, number three goes. Then I come back up for my third attempt. So I take my attempt and then I have a, you know, 10 minute break while everybody else goes before I try again. So um, her name's Meredith. Meredith wasn't able to go again right away because that was her first try. You only get one try. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So she had to get back in line, wait for a second try. And I was very curious to see how she would respond to this because there are two, generally two ways that I see people respond to this. And I see people respond to this in meets like this and in life situations, right? So you come out and you get your fucking ass kicked, right? The response is usually one of two, two things. One, head down, discouraged. Why did I do this? Why did I sign up for this? I'm humiliated. I'm embarrassed. I knew I couldn't do this. I knew I shouldn't do this. And now they are just retreating. Um, typically, that person might not even try to go back out again. Although in most uh, meet events, the competitor will go out and try again. But if that was their reaction to the miss, they're usually mentally fucked. And even when they come back out for the next two, they won't do well. They will either miss that weight again, or they'll try a different weight and miss that, or but they'll definitely be off their game, and that'll probably be the last meet they do ever, or maybe for a while, right? Because they just let it get to them. Now, what I was pleased to see is that Meredith had the opposite reaction. And again, this is a common reaction that I see from people in meets too, and also in life by people who ultimately are successful. What she did is she got pissed off, right? She was frustrated, but she got mad. She didn't get depressed. She didn't get all down on herself and why did I do this? She said, fuck this. I got this. I know I can do this. Let me get back out there and take another shot. So I believe it was 200 pounds on the bar for her first attempt. She went back out for 200 pounds the second attempt and pulled it off the ground like it was nothing. 
So what we could tell right there is it was just mental. The first approach, uh, nerves got to her. I don't think she set up the bar right. I think she might have had her grip kind of funky. Um, so she was just off. Um, so she didn't get all mind fucked by it. She just got her shit together, went out there, and smoked the second one. And then that obviously fueled her enthusiasm and, and gave her confidence. And they threw on another 20 pounds for 220 and she smoked that for her third attempt. Um, so it was such an awesome, like, display of what this is all about, right? Because that's the mindset that strength training and powerlifting and muscle building can do for you. You know, it gives you this resilience to say, all right, motherfucker, you might have knocked me down once, but I'm coming back stronger and I got this, right? And and we need this attitude, um, in, in so many aspects of life that uh, if you're not kind of naturally wired that way, right? Because I think sometimes you can see this with kids when they play sports. You know, some of them are just wired that way. They're just like, oh, no, you know, I'm getting back up and I'm going again. But not everybody's wired that way. Uh, but for those of you who aren't wired that way, uh, you can you can become wired that way because it takes training, right? Mental strength is trained just like physical strength. Some people are blessed with physical strength. Uh, other people have to work for it. Same thing with mental strength. So if you need to work for it, you got to have opportunities to practice building it. And the gym and strength training is such a great place to do it because there's really no, there's really no risk, right? And a lot of mental places where you need to be mentally strong, there's a huge potential for a downside. Um, in the gym, you might miss a lift, big, big fucking deal. Um, you don't even have to be competing to work on that mental strength because, again, you're going to push yourself to new limits each time you go in there and every time you do and you overcome this un, you know, imaginary hurdle in your mind, you are teaching your mind that you're capable of overcoming things that you couldn't before. You're, you're you're capable of coming back from defeat. You're capable of getting stronger and taking another shot. So now, you know, these lessons translate into your brain and they come into play in relationships. They come into play at your job. They come into play when you um, go apply for a job and you get turned down. And instead of going back to your old job with your tail between your legs, you reevaluate, you go to another interview and another interview, maybe you even step it up a notch because you learn from that one that you fucked up. You say, you know what? I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. I didn't have confidence going in. I didn't dress the right way. I didn't say the right things. So I'm going to go to another one and do it better. Actually, I'm going to go for even a higher position because I just learned that what I fucked up in that first one, I can correct and do even better. So, so many things. And you can apply that to so many areas. And I know you can take that, that leap. Uh, also, why I love sports in general. Because I think you see this a lot in sports. But I think it's an often overlooked area of strength training that is just why it is so addictive for those of us who love it and why it's so important for people who you know may not necessarily think they want to be physically strong they don't necessarily want to be bodybuilders or powerlifters or build big muscles that's not what it's about if you look at a lot of the people who competed in this event a lot of people that work out at our gym uh, they wouldn't be people that you'd call bodybuilders or powerlifters or people with huge muscles. They're just normal people who are recognizing all of the positive aspects of getting stronger, building muscle, uh, building self-confidence that comes with uh, strength training. So uh, shout out uh, to Meredith for smoking that lift. 
inspiring everybody to keep trying and to get back up when you get knocked down and uh, winning a well-deserved comeback lifter award of the day. Uh, See you guys.